What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Heaven One Day Podcast. I'm Emma Teixeira. I'm going to have on today the first guy, this is a historic moment, first guy ever on the hot pod. <laughs> His name is Owen Teixeira. He's ah. my favorite person in the world. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, if you guys uh, haven't met him yet, you should <laughs> yeah. at some time. Uh, but yes, this is Emma Teixeira. That is true. You are the first man. He is feral. And he is feral. And evil. And it's evil. Is that... Okay, I, I said Owen that he could do the intro. Hopefully, this intro is not too crazy. But thank you for listening to the Heaven Monday podcast. We here at Heaven Monday this summer are wrestling with crazy hard questions and trying to figure out this life with God. Um, yes, you heard it here first. Owen Teixeira, my brother, will be on this episode. I love you guys so much. We're still talking about mental health on the Heaven one day instagram so get ready for mental health week and also the best podcast you're ever going to listen to we're talking about worship we're talking about god oh that's a lot of pressure it's going to be an okay podcast all right well owen's pretty awesome you might learn something you will learn something you might hey lord willing lord willing may the lord bless and keep you he will good luck here it is we're giving to you ready three Three. two one one go Hey everybody, welcome back to the Heaven One Day podcast. It's your girl Emma and I am so excited for this episode because I have a very special guest. His What's name up? is Owen. Oh, I didn't introduce you yet, Owen. Oh, I'm Don't not be so to evil. Yeah, I have to introduce I'm just kidding. Y'all, I got my brother on the podcast today. His name is Owen Teixeira. Owen Joshua Life Teixeira. Say hey. Hey. You have anything else to say? You told me to say hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is going great, everyone. First, you tell me not to say. And okay. Then, oh my gosh. Mm. You have a joke for the believers, for the believers that are listening. Knock knock. Who's there? Your that, mom. That was the end of the joke. Oh my lord, <laughs> y'all! He is a comedian, is what I'm saying. Come on. Okay, my brother is on the podcast. He is a how old are you? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. He's a twenty-three-year-old. I couldn't tell you what to do. I call him a Chandler Bang because he tells mm. me what he does all the time, and unfortunately. I'm not able to speak what he does in a very linguistic language. So I'm going to it, kick it to Owen to tell everyone what he does. But he's 23, I'm 21, and uh, people call us the twins because we look like... I think that I'm more attractive than he is, yeah, no, but I, I agree. that's up for debate. I'm just joking. Mm. Honestly, best friend in the whole world. I love Owen with all my heart. Wouldn't be who I am today without him. So, Owen, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? And uh, how's life? all right we'll go one at a time what's up i'm owen uh nobody calls us the twins she calls us the twins Uh, i don't think i've heard that come from anybody else but that's okay besides the point so i i work um at an academic nonprofit where i'm an event planner uh, a program designer Uh, but that's my day job that that's the Maybe the least interesting thing about me. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe that's the most interesting thing about me, in which case Mm. I need to pick up other hobbies. (laughs) But I currently live in Houston, Texas. I work remote. Um, So I do a lot of running, a lot of rock climbing. Mm. I love church. I love Jesus. What else? What what other questions did I not answer? He's a musician. He's a big guitar player. um, In in my free time, I, I pick around on the guitar and write some music. Nothing incredible nothing that i published but uh, a lot of fun stuff i i love leading worship which we'll talk mm. about at a later time yeah. um in a capacity uh voluntary um I, I lead with with the youth group at my church mm. um in houston in houston and or well whatever church i'm at <laughs> whatever youth group i'm hanging out with 
Yeah, but. he's the best. Um, when Fun fact, when Owen and I were growing up, we actually led worship together. That's why I call us the twins, because we basically did everything together in high school. Not really. I just kind of tagged along. Who called us that, though? Okay, me. It's fine. That's when, right. You heard play. it here, folks. Okay, but I'm just saying that Owen and I went to an arts high school. I think I've talked about it on this podcast, but we went to the Governor's School for the Arts in Norfolk, and we would hitch rides together every day. Not hitch, just basically our parents you know, said, Emma has to drive with you because... Um, she's your sister and Owen like unvoluntarily did that but anyway on those drives to school we would have all these fun conversations and slowly but surely I say Owen doesn't believe it he became a very very close friend and honestly a super important person in my life and an important person in my faith and has helped me in life wrestle out my salvation with fear and trembling Um, and it's been cool to look up to him as a brother and brother in Christ and all of the above so the most important story for me in my life <laughs> this is not about me we're gonna talk about it i promise <laughs> but Come um, on. when i was five years old i always tell people i came home from vacation bible school and we or actually i did not <laughs> it's not about me <laughs> it's about owen anyway uh, <laughs> owen came home from vacation bible school and he was like emma we have to go to the trampoline and i have to tell you something and i was like tell okay. you something <laughs> you want to tell the story no, you got it. Oh, okay. Your testimony, man. Um, yeah, but anyway, we go to the trampoline and we grab Razzle Dazzle Fun Dip and we sat on um, the trampoline and Owen told me about Jesus. He said, I learned about Jesus at Vacation Bible School and I wanted to tell you. And so we prayed to Jesus on the trampoline and that's where I first invited the Lord into my heart. Um, I always tell people it was the beginning of my story with God, but Owen has been a huge part from then on um and encouraging me and following jesus and we're actually just sitting and talking today about just wrestling with ideas and questions because we um have grown up in the church obviously and so when you grow up in the church you kind of gain a set of beliefs without even knowing that they're yours or even Mm -hmm. kind of getting them yourself so i'm sure owen can talk about that but the majority of what we were talking about is that it's okay to have questions and i think i just didn't know that as a kid but anything you have to say about that owen yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Complex. Oh, and now you we need to tell the people that you went to um, John Brown University. Sure. So I, I went to a small Christian school in Arkansas where right. I studied political science. Um, I also studied economics there as well as um, I, I took a couple classes in worship arts, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of programs in the States where they they actually have a, a degree in worship arts. So it was really cool to learn a lot about the theology um, as well as... Um, some of the best practices when it comes to um, how to how to plan a set and how to mm-hmm. kind of uh, bring uh, good music and get out of the way so the spirit can do what the spirit's going to do. Mm-hmm. So that that's um the big part of kind of my love for worship came and developed during that time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so that kind of developed. Where did your love for worship kind of begin? Ooh, tell us. Well, then we can just get into my testimony now that I you know. started off with yours. But yeah. Yeah. Um, testimony for Owen. Uh, it's always been something that I think as a uh, a toddler convert, if you will, um, <laughs> accepted the Lord at a young age and um, w- was in a family home that, that uh, went to church every week. And um, with that, growing up, there was always this, this ambiguous, what's your testimony? And that was something that was um, always a challenge, I think, that uh, for, for Christians, especially Christians that grew up within the church, um, that's something that, that there feels pressure to have this really cool conversion story. Um, and I didn't have that. Um, I certainly have a testimony, though, because uh, the Lord's been working, right? But um, 
that's just something that, that as I've grown up is um, there's been a lot to kind of figure out how, how to tell that in a story in, in a way that's cohesive and makes sense uh, and also does justice to the cool things that the Spirit's using. So um, grew up in the church um, early on. I think the first time that I, I remember experiencing uh, the, the Spirit, as, as many of us do, it was through worship. There, there was a, a feeling uh, associated with, with God. And I remember uh, because ha- having having caught that feeling as well as thinking that it was really cool to to play in the worship band, I, I started playing drums in our on our high school youth band, mm-hmm. and um, the Lord used that to to bring me to Himself. And, and through there, um, I, I remember specifically realizing that there's something powerful. I would play the drums behind the set. Um, but then when I would sing alongside on the drums, that was really powerful for me. And there was something mm-hmm. that there was a connection there. And anyway, so, so the Lord kind of called me to himself through, through worship arts, through, through music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's definitely been a, a through line in, in our relationship over the years. But, mm-hmm. um, through high school, uh, learned a lot about God, who he is, learned a lot about, uh, had experiential feeling with him, which is so important. We were talking about this earlier today about yeah. how. Um, the Lord encounters all of us through through experiences, mm. um, and and for many of us, especially in the Western evangelical space, it is through a feeling of of, of a worship high, and that's not a bad thing. That's a really cool thing that the Lord uses. Um, it can be problematic when it stops there, or when that's the only way through which you can experience God. Mm. But um, that was me in high school, and then uh, and, and that was that was a lot of it. It was a lot of feeling. Um, but it was the Lord teaching me about himself, which is uh, reflective of his grace in that time. Mm. And then I went to college, uh, small Christian school, right? They, a lot of theology classes, a lot of um, doing life with people that were Christian and, and really wanted to faithfully live out their their beliefs, which was really cool, a really cool space. Um, I, I worked in res life, so a lot of my emotional energy was put into the dorms, and, and I lived in a dorm with all guys, so... Uh, really walking what what does faith look like in the space of of young men trying to follow God Um, and and that was a super super fun time in my life Um, the Lord taught me a lot about himself about um, the who he is and and, and who he wants me to be as well as developing um, kind of a deeper sense of of God beyond that feeling right of, of what does God look like in the monotony um, what does God look like in in times that that are confusing or, or a little challenging? Um, and, and then really, it's it's what does God look like on a day to day? Because the community that I lived with was really um, there was a lot of people that that were really just trying to be faithful in that space, which was really really cool. So uh, college was a blessing. Learned a lot about the the theology and the context of of the church and and who God is and and how He's been working amidst His people for uh, thousands of years. And then, let's see, then I graduated, um, I, I um, moved away, um, and, and yeah, the, the Lord's been been doing something in me in, in recent times, so, so I've been graduated for a couple years, and um, the Lord's called me out of um, some, some recent life phases, which has been fun and confusing and hard. Um, we can get into that or not, but um, to, to whomever is listening, uh, if ever I get to talk to you, uh, we can maybe talk about that in a more deep and... and uh, authentic uh, conversational form so um, but yeah the Lord's been doing a lot in me over the past um, 
two years since since I've graduated. He's teaching me a lot about worship. Um, I one of the ways in which I've I've really connected with God is through service, and specifically, um, I've been put in the place where that comes in the form um, amidst other forms of service, but but mainly it's serving with youth. So um, I. Uh, served as as the worship leader for for my youth group. I, I lived for a year in Michigan, um, and then now in Houston uh, for a little bit under a year now. Actually, it's it's about exactly a year. Um, I've been a freshman small group leader as well as leading worship with those those guys. So um, I'm a big fan of this. Is one of my my many rants is that um, hanging out with younger people that are experiencing God um, for the first time or for new time new ways for them. Uh, you can learn a lot about uh, yourself as well. So um, hanging out with, with the youth as well as e- even younger kids that are, um, you know, in elementary school age, the way that they uh, experience the world around them uh, teaches you a lot about yourself. Um, I think that um, I currently live with a family that has a, has a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and the five-year-old is hilarious uh, <laughs> because he's developing his, his um, emotional management, the way that he manages his feelings. Um, he's, he's developing a sense of what is just and unjust. Um, and frequently he'll call something that, that is completely rationally just, unjust. He will say, why did you split that granola bar that way? It's unfair. It's like, oh, it's completely fair. Um, how could it be any more fair? And so that's, it's just kind of funny to see. I feel like the Lord uh, talks to us that way sometimes. Where I'm, God, this isn't fair. And he's like, you just don't... Uh, <laughs> See, see, see my element of justice in this, and so, uh, anyways, hanging out with people that are experiencing God, especially people that are younger, uh, as well as older. But, but for me, hanging out with the youth um, has been a cool way for uh, God to expand my my understanding of Him, um, as well as uh, as an opportunity to share um, the way that God's moved in me to to these students that are figuring life out as well. So, uh, let's see how to do. Isn't he cool? I'm just like, he's kind of like, I say this about everyone, but I think he's actually my favorite person ever. Because wow. I just think that, too much that pressure. is awesome and cool. Okay, you talk about, like, experiencing God through, like, your, you know, life. And I think as I grow up, I would, you know, agree with that. And just, you know, being 21, I don't want to be like, I know all the answers. And we're sure. asking questions this summer on the Hot Pod. But, like, experiencing God through what has happened to you and what is currently happening to you how do you do that and like you're talking about these kids and like the lord obviously says in his scripture like my little children like come to me like a child and like the kingdom and they will enter the kingdom or what is the scripture it's like it's like let the children come to me for um, theirs is the kingdom of or unless right, like you're like you, them if you want enter. to come and enter the kingdom of heaven you must come like a child Heck and yeah. so like it's so good because i think we should be around children because that's who Jesus was around in the Gospels. Um, but I guess, yeah, a question for you, Owen, was like, what does that look like in, in even... Sorry, I was going back to the original... Bleh, my brain. Like, as a child, we have these needs and these wants and desires, and we have these big emotions and feelings, and somewhere along mm-hmm. the way, I think we're told, you know, buckle up, you know, push push that Come down, or, or do or don't. You know, some people live in a family system where that's the truth, and they kind of acknowledge that and I think I'm asking this question just coming from a stage of life where I'm like wow I have these big emotions and I'm just like the world is so unjust you know and that's like a question I'm asking you know of God because we are his kids and so how in your life have you asked those big questions and like 
maybe even seen God as a dad that you could come to and say like, let me sit in your lap and like read this storybook because I just like don't understand why the story goes this way. And I don't know, go with our, wherever you want with that question. Sure. But Well, I'll, I'll tell another anecdote about the kid that I live with because <laughs> I mean, he's awesome. Um, I love it. One day we were, um, I can't remember what we were doing. We were playing a game, I think. Um, and I don't believe the rules of this game. I don't remember exactly the activity we were doing, but but um, he was having a hard time figuring out the rules. Um, and and I think I think what happened was was he ended up breaking one of the rules. It was like a board game um, to his benefit, and, and we were trying to tell him like, hey, no, you've got to do it this way. Um, and 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 he it, it really upset him. Um, and he kind of broke down, and he said, "He said I'm just a kid. I'm still learning." Um, which Ooh. was which was really sweet, right? Um, and and super humble. Uh, and so mm-hmm. it's like a um, that that posture um, of like, "Hey, I'm still learning," um, is actually super profound. Which is that that's my favorite thing. Um, and, and I suppose you could say it's it's over analyzing the situation, but. Um, the five-year-old that I live with says a lot of things that are like uh, really silly, and then when you think about them, you're like, "Wow, that's super profound." Um, I'm like, mic drop, <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, only right. because like that's probably what the scripture means. Like, sure, right. And so there's there's yeah. that humility, that meekness. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the entire Sermon on the Mount, um, yeah, like is flipping this paradigm of of um, what is good in a society where. What is good is to to be put together, or to to be the smartest in the room, or to be the the wealthiest person in the room, right. the strongest person in the room. That that is what virtue is, and and kind of our our society that that puts uh, power and it, it puts pressure on doing and, and becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he says blessed or the poor in spirit, blessed or the meek, um, it's flipping this paradigm of like ah, I think actually being in reliance on God is, is a virtue that, that we can we can look at mm-hmm. and hold and, and strive for um, or just not even strive for because that again is workspace but accepting right. that that's actually where we are at and where we're actually going to be mm-hmm. um, and and wearing that as a as a you know a badge of honor of like mm-hmm. yeah man I'm I'm just a kid I'm still learning yeah. um, deeply humble deeply moving um, so I, I think, as you mentioned, right, the, our world uh, kind of, especially, I see this all the time, it's something that I experienced, and I think it's something that, that a lot of your listeners might be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the listener, I, I think it's weird talking to a third person in the room that yeah, we're not Yeah, we're just having a conversation so, and someone's listening. Uh, <laughs> sure, it's somebody that, that uh, you, whoever is listening, perhaps you could relate to, um, maybe mm-hmm. not. Um, but post-college, um, especially in college as well, right, where you, you come in with these big visions and dreams about yourself, things are going to go, um, sometimes what, what happens is, is uh, you are intentionally broken or, or circumstances come together and kind of break that vision of what, what things are going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just kind of left there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so with that, um, our society that says that you need to have it together um, you're less than if, you, if you're not um, together or, or have this this five-year plan. Um, that makes you feel bad. But actually, I think that the Sermon on the Mount would say, like, you were blessed for that. Um, so owning that in a, in a way in which is like, it's okay that I'm still figuring things out. Um, actually not, it's okay. Like, it is excellent that I'm still figuring things out. Like, 
I mean, the Lord is good uh, because I don't have it figured out, and, and I'm not going to. Um, if I Amen. think I do, I will have deceived myself, um, as we so frequently do, as I so frequently do. Oh, my right. gosh. Um, I, I'm speaking about these things as, mm-hmm. as uh, things that I wrestle with, right? Wanting to be, yeah. uh, you know, wise or, or, or wanting to seem put together. And so mm. um, I think that, you know, you've talked a lot about suffering um, mm-hmm. in this. And so we can just, this is a, a quick thing. But I think partially uh, when the Lord takes things from your life, um, mm. it frequently feels like suffering. But you can actually rejoice in it because you're like, ah, now I can actually recognize that I need full reliance on God in, in a cool, yeah. powerful uh, obvious in your face type of way, which always isn't isn't always the most fun, um, mm. but but it can be really cool if you yeah. you phrase it that way. So, wow, that's so good because I think oftentimes like when God takes away, it's so easy as a kid to like wail and whine because you know that's who we are. And I think when you face the sufferings of life it's the realization kind of of what's the kid's name that you live with his name is james james like of like that injustice and when you see like when your you know child's eyes are no longer that way and i'm verbally processing just what you're saying like when the veil is lifted that oh oh wow like this world is no longer what i thought it was it wasn't you know all sunshine and roses it isn't all just like heaven and beams like one day we will be in heaven but like you know when the floor drops out from under you and whatever happens talking about suffering like it is hard to enter the kingdom of god like a child and so i guess my question for you owen is like how do you in hard times like enter the kingdom of heaven as a child when you've seen the brokenness of this world like when there is pain then there are people leaving when you know when everything like, how does that scripture kind of remain true? Because I think there can be bitterness and hardness of heart that kind of wells up in people. And, you know, that's why the world is so mm-hmm. oh, so tough um, because of those things. And We're so, podcasting, Mark. <laughs> Mark, do you want to be on the podcast? Come in. This is live, folks. Live reporting. <laughs> Mark's at the door. I think we scored. Anyway, all that to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, the AC just dropped, so we'll probably have better. It's hilarious. Anyway. Um, no, it's a good question. It's, I, hard, I, it's hard for that verse to be true. Well, so you know I, I think that there there's a difference that I would make between loss of innocence and, and childlikeness. And I think we mm. equate innocence and childlikeness, right? Where you can Wait, can you see, say that one more time? Please. So there is a difference between loss of innocence mm. and childlikeness, right? Where I, I think that we, mm. we feel you're either childlike or you are... Um, we, we, we see children as innocent. Um, and so when children grow up to see the realities, the harsh realities of the world, they lose that innocence and become hardened. Um, I would switch the paradigm Mm. to talk about, um, uh, like, so kids, right? Children, a baby, all they experience is suffering, right? Maybe, I mean, I don't know who cries more than a kid. Right. Um, so it, it is not that kids grow up and they experience suffering for the first time, but it's that they grow up and, and lose hope. Um, and actually, I think that while kids experience suffering, they, they, they have a deep, profound um, sense of, of hope. Mm-hmm. So um, what does it mean to, to experience these, these um you know, harsh realities of the world and then still enter the kingdom of heaven, um, I, I think it has to do with um, 
a um, acknowledging suffering like like I, I think that kids kids suffer <laughs> I think we say that they don't but in, even before they've lost innocence and I'm using air quotes here you yeah. viewer can't see me doing that but <laughs> before they've lost their innocence right children are broken children are falling beings <laughs> like you know they, they need Christ as much as anybody does um, so it's not like they're losing perfection or anything of this sorts however um, I think th- th- there is an element of, of this hope of, of actually being reliant, right? That's the other thing is that kids are fully reliant on all their needs um, and they're actually okay being reliant for the most part. Um, as they grow up, they try and become self-reliant, right? And so maybe maybe that's part of it. Um, yeah. and, and that actually goes well with suffering. As, as we suffer, as our suffering increases, our reliance on God increases. Right. Um, and in that way, perhaps yeah. we are more similar to being like a child really good um, I don't know I'm spitballing no I think that's really good and I think so often I, I mean suffering kind of can bring two lanes to the path of God it's like with him you're suffering with him or you're suffering without him and sure. I think sometimes the lane of with him looks like feels like he's not with you um, but in reality like we were talking about today like when Jesus was in the garden like he prayed not my will but yours be done and he said to hey, father like if take this cup from me and God didn't take that cup and so Jesus fortunately because it's for our glory I mean in his glory ultimately at the end of time like that he did go to the cross because like we would you know not be saved but without him but God didn't you know Jesus felt what it was like to not feel closeness and intimacy with God more than any of us ever have like he felt all of it and went to you know hell to battle that in three days and then fortunately rose again in the name of jesus thank you god um but in that like i wonder and i you i mean we know from the scriptures like he said continuously be like a child like continuously come eat dinner with me like continuously right like even turning tables in the church and you know all these things of like he is the opposite and does the opposite of what we think that he will do. And I think I was telling Owen today, like sometimes I pray and I'm like, Lord, you know, like, please come through, like asking you to receive, knock and the world be answered, seek and you will find. And I'm like, yes, Jesus, you can do this in the name of Jesus, like do this. And you know, in these recent seasons, the Lord has not answered my prayers. And I've just been like, huh? Like whiplash, like, what are you doing, God? And it's been this like slow burning, like humility of like, whoa actually not my will but yours be done like take this like if you don't want to take this cup from me us whoever i'm praying for then like actually put your will in the cup because i would rather drink your will if it be gross and hard and disgusting to drink i would rather drink that you know and have the glory of the cross of you know picking up my cross and following him and laying down my life so i could find it then drinking a cup that's you know seemingly beautiful seemingly yummy on this side of heaven but when i get to heaven you know i'm not getting i don't get to go through the gates because i you know wanted my own will and that's not to say that god's grace is not big enough to find you where you're at if you're listening like his grace is big enough to you know you know change your heart change your mind and like in the name of jesus you can turn around but in that I just say that the Lord's will is good and I think I've wrestled with I, I don't know just when yeah. God doesn't answer prayers you're like huh right well and, and I don't think it takes it, it, it won't take you to the, the gates of heaven to find out that you know mm-hmm. your will your personal human will is 
is fallen. Like I, I think that we find that in, in the, the the plans, the buildings we build, the castles we build, um, yeah. the things that we set our, ourselves upon are our sand. Um, and so, wow. and I think we know that. Um, we don't want to believe that because it requires us to um, have reliance on God. It, it requires us to give some things up. That's um, good. And so, like, yes, absolutely. Like the Lord, um, like, he his will is the best thing. When he's not answering your prayers, it's it's actually that he's not not answering your prayers. It's that mm-hmm. the thing that he wants for you um, is is something something else, um, which is deeply humbling, right? And yeah. um, kind of can can be a challenge, but. Yeah. Ultimately, like in my season, once again, would love to talk to you, viewer, listener, uh, <laughs> whenever we get to, to meet. Um, you want to be on the podcast, Dad? What's up? Keys. To the car? Uh, they're in my bag out there. In the bag. You have it? Wait, wait. Come come say something. Yeah, you want to say something on the podcast? Nope. <laughs> We're starting that man at TikTok. Uh, oh, yeah. Everyone follow Mark Teixeira. <laughs> Yeah, right. Come on. The real Mark Teixeira. Well, let me just, I'll wrap up that. that and we got to talk about worship. This okay, is what you're I'm right. passionate about. You're right. You're but, right. Um, I was just going to say that, that the Lord is really faithful. Um, the Lord, um, w- when you ask, you will receive. Um, and, and he will provide for you the things that you need that you didn't even know that you needed to ask for. Um, and I believe this truly. Um, I've, I've experienced this truly. Um, and, and so the Lord is the Lord is deeply, deeply faithful, uh, even even when we are not. Um, so, uh, yeah, suffering, childlike nature, um, all of these things. These are uh, beautiful truths um, that that I mean I've I've wrestled with as I've uh, grown up, as I am growing up. Right, I'm still a kid. I'm still learning. What keeps you a kid? It's worship, I would say, too, Come to on. like summarize your story, like yeah. and and ours too, and just in our family, like music has been so important to yeah. us, and like worship's part of my story as well, like because Owen and I grew up playing the worship band together, and I think that's something to include in this conversation of yep. like what keeps you, you know, and that's why he says in Revelation, like return to your first love and do the things you did at first, mm-hmm. because. Right. At the end of the day, it's like following Jesus is a lifetime journey, and you're going to forget the things that you do at first. And thank God there's a God who has grace and can remind us that, like, you know, go back to the guitar that you put down because you're on. so mad at God. Like, go back to <laughs> the Bible that you don't want to read and you just want to throw yep. because what it says in it is so hard to read in this season. Like, go back to journaling. And I'm speaking literally to myself because I think so, right. so often I let hardness of heart and bitterness and you know, just identity of self and all these idols that Owen's talking about lead the way instead of the truth of the gospel, which is that this life and this world is not going to go the way that I want it to. And I think that's the hardest truth that I've had to learn in this season is that life will not and is not and never will be what I want it to be, but it can be what I make it. And I don't mean that in a self-helpy way. I mean that in the repent and be baptized and keep following Jesus no matter what. And not in a legalistic way because God is love and God is good and he is he is way better than anything that I could ever ask think imagine he has awesome plans that are going to prosper and not to harm and sometimes those plans to get to the prosper and not to harm look like suffering and then more suffering once you get to what you think it is you know and 
ultimately like we have to be okay with on this side of heaven what if the plans to prosper not to harm is eternity like because genuinely we're not promised anything in this life like absolutely nothing like it's a gift to be able to wake up and breathe and like to be able to wake up and walk and i don't mean that in like a you should be you know grateful that you're breathing today and you know not be sad or you know feel the way you feel because i think there's there's such you know honesty and feeling the emotions that you feel that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that even in that pain and that sorrow god comes into that and he says look child like i love you and hebrews i'm not sure which one it is but it's you know sometimes discipline and suffering come to mold and shape a child so that when they are able to walk and make own their own decisions in the world when the you know their will comes when it's their opportunity to make that decision like if we take baby james that owen is with like he grows up he grows up in his you know household and his mom tells him no and you know he's constantly fighting that will with their parents because he wants to experience that you know being by himself and that independence and so when that independence comes like it's a choice am i going to follow god or not and james will make that choice and as we make those you know baby decisions the dependence on god becomes less and less you know as we you know if we're we're going down one lane and then the other lane obviously is to depend on the lord and so i don't even know what i'm saying but i do know that i'm saying (laughs) is that the dependence on jesus must be high and you know the dependence on self has got like he must become greater and i must become less and i think that truth is so hard to learn if it's not through suffering um and unfortunately that may be the only way to learn things in this life um is when you you see you wake up and you know you see what you don't have and what you did have at one point and it's that grief and that loss and in that pain we are able to relate to the man of sorrows who said I will do it first because I know this world is so dark and so lonely and I've I've tried since the Old Testament to you know satisfy that longing and that need that pit that darkness that sorrow in your heart I've tried to fulfill that and nothing ever could except for death and in that death he meets us in that sorrow and he says hey like I'm here and I I won't change it I, I can't I won't change it right now you know I may in this life I may not like your mom may not come back you know your you know spouse may not come back but come on there is a god who sits with us in that yeah there is and i think i'm speaking to myself that this narrative is not reached in the church and i've been talking to owen all day about it of just like we say these prayers like when i was five years old like i could look at that story and say hey like yeah she said yes to jesus when she was five and the rest is history but that's not the story like the rest is like a hard long journey of wrestling out my salvation and with fear and trembling and i think it would be i would be giving you a disservice whoever's listening to say that following jesus is this easy life and owen and i know that it's like no it's pick up your cross and follow me it's to live is what does paul say to to die is to gain to live as christ is to die and to die is gain we were talking about today of like you want to tell the paul to saul moment that you're talking about and then the philippians just about the church and stuff and then we can go into worship yeah we can um, well i would uh, i'll say that in just a second but yeah one of the things following up on something that you said a little while ago um was that we're not um not promised anything um and you just said that passing um but but i think as a as a 
theological point, I, we are promised a couple things in, oh, in yeah, theology. We're, we're promised, A, that uh, this world is going to be really hard. Um, like <laughs> that, that, that is something that Scripture is very clear about. Yeah. Um, and we're also promised that, that God is, is never far away. Um, and so, like, you, viewer, um, listener, I keep saying viewer. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Uh, like let those be two promises that you cling to at the same time sometimes they feel antithetical they feel like they can be in conflict what are the two uh, promises that that this life is going to be hard but god mm-hmm. is not far away mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's like well if if this life is hard doesn't that mean that god's far away mm-hmm. um, they're both true um, all the time wow so wrestling with that um, say it again finding rest especially in the fact that god's not far away um, and that he wants to to redeem and restore. Like, that's super important. Um, I, I think the the Paul moment, this this gets into worship as well. And, and I think I can talk a little bit about um, worship and, and how I've, as I've grown in kind of my theological understanding of worship. But um, the, the thing about Paul was, I, I think that... Um, some of you viewers might might be from from a church background, um, and if so, great. If not, great. Uh, but but for me, uh, my my relationship with Christ started from a feelings based, uh, like oh, I, I feel God, um, and so so maybe that's something that you all can relate to, and and I think that um, as I moved from that out of that towards a more theological um, space, I. I kind of you you become a hipster evangelical and you say mm-hmm. well feelings based is that's that's the worst um mm-hmm. setup um and 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 the sentiment being that uh if it's only feelings based then then uh you know you're gonna have a hard time and that's true um however mm-hmm. the thing about the, the the paul de saw moment was like like i i got ex- god uh met me probably singing some hill song um, in, in like uh, a room with really cool lighting, right? Some some cool guitars, and and it was a feelings based thing. Um, that that is minuscule compared to uh, the way that that he literally assaulted Paul, uh, then Saul on the road to Damascus, and so like that was an experiential, um, powerful, tangible moment um, that was completely like feelings based. It was completely experiential, um, and, and I think it's funny that we don't say well. Um, you know, you, you, Paul, it was just feelings based, right? Or whatever. And it's like, well, um, yeah, like it, it's cool that God encounters people in frequently in, in experiential ways, especially for the first time and how important that is. So we shouldn't be ashamed of that. Uh, but then Paul also teaches us that like, um, his experience with, with God on the way to Damascus, um, he experienced God there in a really tangible, cool, powerful way. Mm-hmm. Um, he also experienced God, um, from a Roman prison in a way that was cool and tangible. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we shouldn't just stay in, oh, everything feels comfortable and cool um, or, or the music is great. And so that's that's kind of the way in which I worship. Um, but learning to worship God in places that are uncomfortable, especially when he might feel far, right? Uh, holding to that truth that he's not, yeah. although it might feel that way. Um, but yeah, let me transition then into worship because th- this is a big theme, right? Of yeah. of God, um, God calls us to worship Him, and and I mean worship. L- l- let's break down that word. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, worship, um, worship is 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 not a an action. It's it's a direction. I, I, mm-hmm. I would say um, 
and this is Owen, I don't have a theology degree, um, but there are people with theology degrees that have influenced this, and like, I've read this somewhere, but it's that, that you're always worshiping, and you're worshiping in a direction, so um, when you are uh, singing worship songs, uh, you're worshiping the direction of God. Um, when you are um, sitting in the mirror looking at yourself or whatever, right? You're worshiping yourself. Pride is worship, self-worship. Mm. Um, when you are, uh, in whatever you're doing, you're worshiping something. Um, and in that, you can also worship God through whatever you're doing. Um, so if you're looking at a sunset um, and you are um, in awe of God's creation, uh, that is worshiping God, even though we're not singing, right? I, I think that in, in kind of an evangelical culture, worship is is um, is frequently in the same space as music um, or worship arts. It's confined um, to one space, maybe. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's it's kind of funny, right? Once again, the hipster evangelical, these are my people. Um, I don't, <laughs> I just, in the small Christian school, um, we would have all uh, worship chapels and, and the hipster evangelical would say, and, and I say this as like, this is somebody that, that I would relate to strongly. It'd be like, it's actually an all music worship arts uh, worship service because uh, we're always worshiping. So it's an all music service. Um, right. Uh, That's nerdy Christian culture for come you. Come on, right, right. No, and, and, and there's actually a lot of pride in that. So. Uh, I, I say that is like that. That's, that's uh, I love it. Uh, that, th- that's my people. That's my battle. Um, <laughs> but but like God cares about what we're worshiping as well as about how we're worshiping. Wow. Um, one thing being, I think that we become accustomed to a specific uh, means of worship, a specific style, a specific mm-hmm. song, even or a specific uh, worship collective, um, or a specific tradition. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so frequently, um, do we actually end up uh, not worshiping God, but but actually creating idolatry out of things? Mm-hmm. So here's an example for me. So I started my worship arts path as a drummer, um, and so frequently I would find myself taken out of the moment, mm-hmm. assessing uh, some musical decision that the drummer made. Uh, why did you put that fill there, or or why why did you, um, why did you do like a, a weird tempo change right there? Like I I disagree with the musical style you're making, um, and then if I am humble enough to admit it in the moment, which I frequently am not, uh, but sometimes I am, I'll be like ah, look at me, um, actually worshiping myself or, or worship making an idolatry out of uh, out of the music, um, and not worshiping God. So. Um, all of this to say, I think we we um, often talk about worship as though it is music and music alone. Um, I think that a good theology of worship requires a good theology of idolatry, which, um, simply put, is like anything that we are anything that we allow to get between us and God, um, yeah. or put above God. So, um, musical styles, songs, all of those things can be idolatry in worship. Um, good. Yeah. Uh, do you have? I was going to say, like, kind of with the worship, like, tandem, what we were talking about today, just, like, within Christian, like, contemporary worship, or what is it called, TCM? Yeah. Um, I can kind of find myself in idolatry of, like, 
confi- talking about what you're talking about, like confining it to one space. Like, oh, if this Maverick City song is not playing, then I don't know if it's the same feeling as, you know, opposed to this song or, and this is just personal vulnerability, like with my quiet time with God and just spending time with God in general, like finding, what have you found for you to be helpful in your worship, in how you worship and what have you learned through that? And, and maybe if you're speaking to someone, to a listener of like, I yeah. have lost, you know, what it means to worship. Like, what would you say to them and what's worked for you? And kind of that returning to your first love aspect. Right. Uh, well, so let me first start by talking to the, the listener, mm-hmm. um, which would be that um, your uh, worship relationship with God is between you and God. Um, so so if, if ever anybody... Um, has the audacity to tell you that you're doing something wrong. Um, and I say this as like, um, maybe what I say coming up here might, might tweak that. Like, uh, it's between you and God. So, so like mm. take whatever somebody says and be like, God, is this true? Yeah. Um, and then like, uh, I, I believe the Lord is faithful to be like, no, nah, that was, that wasn't true. Um, or it was right. So, mm. so, um, don't, uh, don't take anything that I say here to, to be gospel or, or, or a, a how to worship well, because, um, this is like, I mentioned something that, um, every Christian, um, has a battle with just yeah. idolatry and worship. Um, mm. so the, the nature of the question was, um, what are things that have been helpful for me? Yeah. Okay. Um, and what would you say to someone who's struggling with it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I would say, primarily seek out different different avenues of worship mm-hmm. um for, for me some, something that, that that has helped me um I, I find myself getting super accustomed to a specific music style or a worship mm-hmm. style um especially as a worship set planner like that this <laughs> is what i really love is planning yeah. sets um if if the if whoever is planning the sets picks like oh, all the songs are on the radio. It's easy for me to get up on my high horse and say like, oh, you know, this is not a theologically complex worship set. Mm. Um, and I don't think God cares. Like, Ooh, uh, the, say it again. Uh, God doesn't care. My, my, once again, let's go back to kids. Right. Um, a metaphor that, that has touched me, like as being a meaningful paradigm through which God sees our worship is like, um, we are we are little four-year-olds that, that want to grow up and be artists like like we do want to get better we want to become artists um, but we draw dad um, you know a, a beautiful picture um, and it's not really that beautiful right we're four-year-olds our capacity to draw beautiful pictures are, are limited um, but you know God's going to put that picture on its fridge regardless and he's going to be really he's going to be like this is the best picture I've ever seen um, so whether there are these theologically complex sets or whether they're just mm-hmm. spontaneous worship, whether it's whether it's just songs from the radio, um, I, th- I think that the point is faithfulness, being faithful to, to um, worshiping God to the best of your capacity. And if you're doing so, I don't think God really cares. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that we can't all get better, right? Like we, we, we can learn as, as we grow and... and, and um, learn how to do different shades and, and how to bring out complexity in our worship yeah. um, to wrestle with theological truths. That's all very good. Mm. Now, but I find myself um, getting caught up with like, oh, you person who's on, on salary at this church, you, your set was not as complex as something that I could have done. I would have paired this Maverick City song with a hymn and it would have been dope. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's like, God doesn't care. Um, I, I think God wants you to worship him. He wants, he wants to know you. He wants to be in communion with you. So, um, don't, don't, don't sweat it is, yeah. is, is kind of a, an advice. But, but for me, I would say if you're in a place where, where you want to expand your, your worship vocabulary, um, it would be to, to experience different, um, ways that people have worshiped God, especially over the generation. So, um, for me, I've got a really deep uh, love for interdenominational spaces, mm-hmm. um, spaces that include um, a lot of traditional liturgical elements to contemporary mm-hmm. worship. So, like this is my whole thing: is I love introducing contemporary liturgy, liturgical rhythms to contemporary worship sets. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for me, uh, this is I guess also a little side. So I was just in Portugal. Look at me, I'm cool. Um, no, um, I don't mean that. But I, but I was in Portugal and I had a really, <laughs> really cool uh, kind of God experience where I, I got mm-hmm. to go to the church um, that my my ancestors would have had, would have worshipped in this physical building. It's up in the hills mm-hmm. of, of this this island in Portugal. Um, and I don't know the language, and they're Catholic, so I'm not super familiar with their doctrine or their or their um, <laughs> their tradition, how they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so putting yourself in, into a, a space that might be uh, outside of your traditional worship vocabulary mm-hmm. um, and then just attentively sitting there and looking for God, um, mm-hmm. I think is a cool way to worship and expand that. So like yeah. for me, I probably sat there and was like, this is super cool. I don't understand what's going on. I don't, I don't know who's talking. But then they actually said uh, the 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 Lord's prayer in Portuguese. And so I could actually understand it. I picked Like, I don't, I don't know where they're at in their service. I don't know if they've asked for money yet. I don't know how many like Portuguese hill songs, song, you know, um, <laughs> like I, but then I heard the Lord's prayer and I was like, dang, like, so isn't it cool how people across mm-hmm. generations, across uh, countries, borders, a- across uh, oceans mm-hmm. are, are, are worshiping the same God in, in similar ways and in different ways and in and how the different mm-hmm. ways can give us a better perspective about who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that um, challenging your, your comfortability, your, the, the confines of like, oh, I worship this way, um, challenging that in a, in a way that's like, I really want to see if like, um, I, I can find God in, in like, if you're Baptist, go to a Presbyterian church. If you're Presbyterian, yeah. go to a Baptist church, hang out with the Pentecostals. The Presbyterians get really uncomfortable with the Pentecostals. Come on, say it um, again. <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I go to a, a Presbyterian church at the moment and, um, I, I'm, consider myself a, a, a in this season a, a charismatic presbyterian so i make a lot of people uncomfortable because you know <laughs> the hand kind of leaves the chest and, and you know goes up a little bit but um yeah, yeah. So, so so maybe challenging yourself in that way could be some a, a way to to learn about god uh to, mm-hmm. to to learn more about god um so good and then ultimately right i i think the answer is is don't fret over it don't let there be pressure there, there's not a um whatever drawing you make for god he's putting it on his fridge and he's happy that you were you were Whoa. communing with him so, good. so it there's always growth but do not do not do not let yourself get caught up in the moment of am i doing it right hmm. um and then here's the thing is is, is we're actually all going to do it wrong mm-hmm. and so acknowledging that um, and then trying to figure out how you can do better, but but not letting that become an idol, an idol, yeah. because so frequently do we make perfect worship an idol. Wow. Um, so like, just don't sweat it. Just find find something that 
that is is uh, that speaks to you, right? Worshiping God, like, like go watch the sunrise, um, go mm-hmm. go see some really cool wildflowers or something, and yeah. and being in awe of those things and realizing that they teach you about the person who created them, the mm-hmm. you know the God that created them. Um, that's where it's at. You, know, you can worship God through anything. This is the thing: is worship where everything is worship. So, mm-hmm. um, try and figure out what it looks like to worship God in the things that you're doing. It's really good. Oh, and thank you so much. And that's it's a perfect way to wrap up too. Of like, are you running the outro? Huh? You, are you kicking me off the podcast? No, I'm not kicking you off the podcast. But I'm saying like, there's going to be a day where the worship's going to be absolutely magnificent and Come on. like perfect and we're going to be able to join in the song that the angels and the saints um have been singing you know holy 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 is the lord god almighty um and maybe that's even what you do today of like let me just be like holy 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 and maybe i don't feel anything maybe i do but like that is enough um and even you know go adding on to owen like worshiping with your body like worshiping by waking up and saying lord i give you this day worshiping by making you know a sandwich (laughs) like god is not confined to just a room with a band um so yeah i'll give you the longer version of heaven wendy's verse but this is um john um talking about the new heaven and the new earth but he said and i heard a loud voice from the throne saying look god's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them they will be his people and god himself will be with them and be their god he will wipe every tear from their eyes every single tear there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away he who is seated on the throne said i am making everything new then he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true come on thank you owen i love you so much he's a brother he's a friend brother in christ and uh worship arts um extraordinaire so thanks for coming. come on let's talk in person whoever you are that's listening to this dm I'm on instagram ojl to share come on ojl <laughs> to share uh, all right i love you brother love you too yeah this is the outro i don't know what to say filming the outro of heaven one day yeah we talked about worship and it was cool and now i'm rapping like i'm in high school uh yeah jesus is cool yo uh okay i wasn't done i went is that it all right everybody thank you for listening to the heaven one day podcast um we're just so grateful that you were here um the whole time this podcast was being recorded owen was on the top bunk at our vacation house and i was on the bottom bunk and it's just no truer picture than how we were raised he gets the top bunk and i get the bottom bunk and we've never shared a room well i was just trying to have a fun that is a false and confusing metaphor well, I'm just saying we're kids back in the house together. Okay. The the bunk was a picture. It was like a metaphor. I'm not sure that I get it. Okay. I don't think anyone else did either. So.
So anyway, back to what I was saying. Thanks for listening to the Heaven One Day podcast. Um, it was more the picture of like you want to be far away from me, but like actually want to be in my life. I just like, want to be comfortable. Yeah. You What's up? Okay. This is the most comfortable bed. Oh, you're right. Okay, well, I love you guys so much, and I'm just so grateful for you. Um, hey, if you listen to this and you um, are feeling encouraged, please tell us. Um, leave a review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. I'd love to know how Heaven One Day is impacting you. Um, and if you like longer podcasts or shorter, please let me know. Um, thank you to my brother for his story. I'm just grateful for all the Lord's doing in his life. and. You know, here at Heaven One Day, we're clinging to the promise that there will be a day um, where there will be no more tears and no more pain. Um, We're living on this side of heaven, and this side of heaven is hard. In this world, we will have trouble, but we're taking heart that he has overcome the world. Um, So the Lord is at work. Go join him. Um, Seek community in your um, place of residence. Um, We do not know. I do not know all, um, but I want you to know the one who does know all. So... Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Be encouraged today. And, and I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop some uh, a, a playlist with some worship recommendations Ooh, that highlight uh, rejoicing and some of the suffering, mm-hmm. but also the rejoicing. All right, yeah, I'll post that on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Heaven One Day with Two Eyes. I love you guys. Have a great week. Cheers. Bye.